0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin... Let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I am talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. But most of you probably know one best as the Silver Tongue, one 2016's honorable mention bourbon of the year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up, on old Mike number one. It's Mojo,
1: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Genders of all ages, you're listening to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. You can find us on our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Our uh, Facebook page is Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also find us on the Twitters and Instagram at SFP Radio. Our favorite place to connect is, obviously, when you listen to our episodes. That's how we know we're getting paid. Give you a dollar. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, uh, excluding Azerbaijan. Maybe, uh, maybe they Plus can you. listen to us. Yeah. But, yeah, just go there, subscribe, give us a like, a review. Um, that's the most important thing is the likes, the reviews. If you review those, that kind of pushes up in the old pushes us up in the old uh, podcast algorithm things. That, that way, people can find us easier. Um, we, I guess, we're probably listed under comedy. I'm not sure exactly why because we're not <laughs> funny. But anyway, <laughs> you can find us there. But we appreciate each and every one of you guys listening to that to us each week. Um, and also, our hashtag of the day is uh, Life is short. Uh, let's have fun. That's, our, that's our hashtag. There everybody.
0: it is. I uh, just want to say uh, thank you to all of our listeners, as as Mojo just said, but especially our Patreon subscribers. Hey, um, I have said this before. We appreciate you guys listening to the show. It is free to you, but it is not free to us. We do have some expenses, like we just we just got a new laptop, praise the Lord, because the other one was shot, um, and we couldn't do that without your all's help. So if you could please go to our Patreon link, um, there's also a link on our website, but patreon.com forward slash SFP. Radio, you'll find find three levels that you can help on: the life, tier, liberty, or gravy. Each one will get you different things, but we really need your help to make this thing get further off the ground. So please, please, please help us out on our Patreon link. Um, I'm not too proud to beg, so please
1: help us out. In fairness, our uh, former computer was what I used in 1986 to do Oregon sure. Trail. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in fairness,
0: the fact that it had Apple II E on it <laughs> maybe was
1: part of the problem. The green and black screen.
0: <laughs> but we really appreciate you guys. And um, thanks again to all of our Patreon subscribers. Um, we want to give a out to our new listeners from Shelton, Connecticut, Kaysville, Utah and Loganville, Georgia. Shout out to all y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we did have a "Ask Us Anything" question. The Question from Mark Mills is: Why is there Braille on drive-up ATMs? <laughs> Good question, Mark.
1: Yeah, actually, I've seen I've seen Braille um, gun owners um, pamphlets before. Really? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that you can order a Braille. Anybody uh, listening, it. it's obviously sight impaired. I, mm-hmm. We're not trying to make fun of that, sure. but we're just like the logistics thing. I, I don't know if it's like a th- disability act thing that they must require this, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like, yeah, the Braille on driving or the Braille on certain things where yeah. it wouldn't be accessible is just kind of is confounding.
0: I did Google it. Um, and of course you did. They're actually useful and are used by blind people, a driver, with a driver with a blind passenger in the back seat would just have to pull up slightly ahead and allow their uh, passenger to reach out can use the ATM on that transaction.
1: Hmm. There you go. I think, once again, it's kind of like the Disability Act thing. They, they're probably required to.
0: Maybe. I, but yeah, but it'd be... Yeah. You don't expect the driver to be visually impaired. But, you know, the passenger
1: could... I don't know. I drive with my wife all... Or oh, ride with my snap. wife all the time. She's may not be licensedly visually impaired <laughs> but she's she don't see stuff coming sometimes so
0: but <laughs> we almost didn't we didn't see that black bear coming right. on street oh,
1: that was crazy yeah
0: all right so i'm going to ask you like i ask you every week mojo i be
1: I am still recovering. You, yeah. I, 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 I guess it's my age. We're I guess I don't old. know. We're getting too old for this. Oh, I know. So a little context. We, we, yeah. uh, we took uh, Biggin here. Uh, Biggin's Bourbon Tours dot com <laughs> soon to come, soon to be uh, coming up, showing up on the website. But uh, yeah, Biggin uh, and his wife planned us this most extraordinarily uh, prepared weekend. I mean, I'm talk- you're talking. You talk about professional tour, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, but i am just got to brag a little bit because okay. we're going to brag about this a couple times. But, sure. man, we we hit up uh, – we saw more attractions than I've seen at Disney World. <laughs> I mean, it was just nuts. Sure. Like me, if I planned a bourbon trail, it would be like literally one distillery, and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> but, no, we did yeah. So I'm no, I'm still recovering because mm-hmm. we got home from the bourbon trail, then I had to travel – uh, Eleven 1, hundred miles round trip to Cincinnati. Good night. Uh, I pick up a bike. And you flipped
0: it all right around. Yeah, and went right yeah.
1: Back. But next week's gonna be even busier, so it's crazy. What? But yeah, so I'm 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 a creature of habit, man. Mm. I have my set routines in the morning. I. I have my my certain things I do, mm. and so being a, a being away from that, um, that creature of habit mentality. I think Tim kind of spoke to this too, as far as having some certain things that you do, and mm. you know, well, breaking the habit. Man, it just takes me a while to get back into it. Yeah. So I'm hoping um, I'm hoping by maybe September. Yeah, I can you be, be back. Yeah, I might back be back in into the dad thing. how so, you yeah. be doing?
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys may have noticed my voice is a little sh- little
1: strapped right now. Are you, or are you uh, cheering the uh, NHL, uh, St. Louis? Yeah. yeah. How about them? Yeah. Congratulate li- to the blues. Yeah. Way first to go. ever, right? This is the only time I was like,
0: hey, I'm a blues fan. <laughs> um, but I grew up in St. Louis. So, yay, blues. That's good the first job.
1: time the blues fans actually said we were <laughs> right, blues right. fans. <laughs>
0: um, but I'm, my voice is struggling. I would say it's because I was yelling at all y'all for, mm. for two long but that's not the case it's the allergies that time of year getting all that drainage mm-hmm. dude i could hock a loogie if if mucus was like an actual currency i right. would be rich right
1: now see when i get the allergies i have like the 1 900 uh porno voice I wish, you know, we, Yeah, yeah. you you sound like you just tried out for american idol and like stranger <laughs> voice <laughs> so yeah you sound a little a little yeah, different
0: it's, it's it's all right i'll be okay yeah just bear with me should be back to normal two weeks. So we'll get good to go. <laughs> two weeks. That. All right. right. we
1: go.
0: All right. So let's go into some wacky news brought to you by Webmerized. If you need a clean, crisp website, go check out our friends at com forward slash Um, Mojo, you sent me this and I can't get enough of this story. A, a drunk woman driving a toy truck on the road shed, said she was training as a wrestler. South Carolina cops say. A woman was arrested on charges of being drunk, well that's that's yet to be determined, uh while driving down the South Carolina road on Monday, but she was driving a toy car, like a silver Power Wheels truck, y'all. <laughs> She's- um. Uh,
1: yeah. Now, this, uh, we, if you listen, to our, obviously, to the first few minutes or a few seconds of our podcast, I'm, I'm from Anderson, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So the, where this uh, happened was in Wahala, South Carolina. Wahala.
0: Is, I couldn't say w- it. Wahala.
1: Wahala. Yeah, Wahala. Okay. Ho- we call it Hogwala. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. But anyway, um, so it's about 45 minutes from my hometown, and this is the country. Oh, this is it?
0: This is this country.
1: This is behind the... Oh, this is... Yeah, this is you go 30 minutes to BFE, and mm-hmm. then you keep going. Oh, wow. I mean, it is, yeah, it's, it's out in the country.
0: Yeah, well, Holla police said she was, quote, impaired behind the wheel of the toy truck. The 25-year-old woman, uh, Danielle, or Megan Danielle Holman, um, said she was behind the wheel of this motorized truck on, get this, Playground Road. Nice. <laughs> nice. It was near her home, the incident report said.
1: But you you showed me a picture. Her. She's kind of low, low key cute. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think so.
0: No doubt. Like she, she if if and we'll have this story on the website, or um, on our show notes. But she kind of reminds me of remember the girl that played on um, the Netflix show, uh, Son of a Biscuit, House of Cards. Remember, like the which, which Kate character? Mara. The very first, she yeah, kind of, kind she of kinda has that Kate of, Mara look to her. Of, she's she's kind of cute. She's ginger. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she stole the truck. She stole. It. She stole it as part of a scavenger hunt. She said, uh, and she wanted to quote, "be a professional wrestler like her father." And this is how to do it. I mean, could you imagine pulling okay. that lady over? Who's her father? It, the report is unavailable oh, okay. on who the, who Papa is. Hmm. I want to be a wrestler like Woo. my father, Woo! Rick Blair. Yeah. I mean, she was riding that thing probably like it. Uh, she was arrested for public intoxication. Did you she, think
1: so? She get DUI. Uh,
0: yeah, but this is a little toy. But Keep I'm saying, so she
1: got DUI. Does she get uh, charged for stealing it also?
0: Oh, I don't know. It didn't no, it say okay. that. That, but this thing, by the way, is this this toy? It's like car. a Mattel,
1: like a Mattel Hot or Big Wheel, you know, little rider thing. It's
0: like right? you know, like three feet long, mm-hmm. if that. Like it's. It's tiny, and the cops have got it pulled over like it's an
1: yeah, actual yeah, car. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that. I if
1: they did a full search of it.
0: No. Oh, what would they find in there? No teller. Like some, you think some, like, uh, goldfish? You <laughs> think in the back? Somebody knowing, sneaking knowing,
1: like knowing a— No probably meth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know it takes a customer three seconds to decide whether to stay or leave your website? That's why a crisp, clean, and user-friendly website is one of the best ways to market and help and grow your business. At Webmerized Web Design, we offer that and much more. They pride themselves in offering their clients professional websites at affordable prices. Are you a small business? No problem. We can cater to small businesses by working with their clients every step of the way to meet their needs and expectations. Their number one goal is to partner with their clients to help and grow their business with a successful website. They work for every client no matter the size. So if you'd like great website, go to webmarize.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D.com, or you could check out their link on the sponsor's link of our website. If you mention the word big, and you'll get 10% off your website design order. Again, webmarize.com. Check them out. All right. Um, the next one is, you think you got a bad ex? This woman was arrested for setting the fiance's house on fire five Times in one day in Hendersonville, Tennessee, a Hendersonville woman was arrested and charged with arson after the police said she set fire to her ex-fiance's house five times in one day, nearly a two month long investigation. Why did it take two months for this? Um, The officers arrested 48 year old Tiffany Hummel uh, on Monday that said that she's tried to start a fire five times and stealing items out of the house finally on the fifth try. She got it right and burned the whole house to the ground
1: nice wow. um,
0: five times
1: how, uh, did did they how do they know she started it five times?
0: Well, we could go back to the month long investigation on
1: how she tried two, to month, do it. Two, month, two months two months two months yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean is there five different spots <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying like five well, it's like this side of the brick house doesn't work right
0: this side of the brick house doesn't work, this side of the brick house doesn't work. This side of the brick house doesn't work. Oh, but like this this wooden deck, that's going up real good.
1: Yeah, Molotov cocktail through the window. <laughs> there you go.
0: I mean, I got to give it to her. You don't succeed once. You try, try again.
1: Anytime I hear, like, jilted lovers, I always think of TLC. You remember um, what was it? Uh, the singer from TLC, bird, bird Down, Andre Rosen, the wide receiver from Atlanta Falcons, Hi, mm. like multi-million dollar house down. So, anytime uh, I think of jilted lovers and, and arson, I always think of those two.
0: But five times, y'all.
1: Yeah, well, she's persistent. That's right. So, you got to kind of give that to her.
0: You think, you think her next uh, fiance is going to... Google
1: her I name? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure she'll probably have it on her Tinder profile, because I think you, <laughs> you highlight the maniac maniac in you oh, on Tinder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you not <laughs> seen some of the Tinder profiles on I, I'm not allowed on Tinder, my well, friend. Well, I'm saying, like, the best of. Like, they'll have uh, screenshots of, like, some of the best oh, in, uh, snap. You know, uh, Tinder profiles on Instagram. i
0: got to check this out.
1: Oh, you do? That looks awesome. Yeah, yeah it Sounds awesome. It. Some of them are uh, far left of what even, like... <laughs> Far left, liberal like crazies. Like you're are. not
0: even on this planet.
1: I mean, like there's people that are like uh, non-speciest. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like this person's three miles away from you. I, I'm glad to know that. It's kind of like <laughs> looking up on the sexual predator website and find out again <laughs> several neighbors. I mean, you you kind of want to see these. Oh, people. this is
0: going to be a bit. We've got to figure out it'll be like tender crazy Tinder profile of the week.
1: Yeah, and we can we, can we? Well, oh, yeah, we can do that.
0: We got we got to get an account.
1: Tim's probably on there.
0: <laughs> Tim's feeling good right now. All right. So let's go to some hot topics brought to you by Watchman Cigars. If you need an awesome cigar at a reasonable price, check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. You can check them out on the sponsors section of our website. All right. There's a the Texas governor has signed a controversial save Chick-fil-A bill into law. Have you heard about?
1: Um, said? I, I've I've heard of it. I have no clue what it entails.
0: Um, the Texas Governor Greg Abbott, which I think he um, I think he played for the Houston. Um, what's the Rangers? But. I could be wrong. I
1: think think that was a different habit. I could be wrong, too.
0: uh, He he signed uh, Monday the so-called Save Chick-fil-A bill, um, the new provision that supporters say defends the fast food restaurant and protects religious freedoms. Opponents have argued that it discriminates the LGBT community. Um, It said that the bill is there to stop government from taking unfavorable action against a business or person for contributing to religious organizations. It was fast-tracked and passed. Um, some of the council members um, said that it was a good, while others say that it um, discriminated against them. Senator Jessica Gonzalez, a Democrat, said that the bill was a personal insu- insult, giving that she was openly gay. She says, quote, and of course, the bill is aimed at me about reminding me of those that are in power that I should not get too comfortable um, basically, it's saying that the government uh, cannot um, uh, give unfavorable action against the business. So part of this stems from the um, San Antonio airport. airport not allowing a Chick-fil-A in mm-hmm. their airport because they contribute to what they say is anti-LGBT organizations. So overall, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, um... I'm not sure how Chick-fil-A discriminates against the LGBTQ plus community. I I mean, honestly, I'm I'm totally aware of it, and I may be hiding in the sand somewhere, but um, they don't discriminate against people uh, when they come in. I'm pretty sure they don't identify by just appearance alone. So uh, they don't ask you to fill out a questionnaire who you love, what what type of person you love. So I'm not exactly sure how they discriminate. I mean, I, I know people who are openly gay that actually work at Chick-fil-A. Hmm. So I'm not exactly sure what they mean by discrimination. I think what they're
0: saying is that the the company gives to organizations that discriminate against LGBT. So they're not saying hmm. Chick-fil-A hmm. does it, but they get they give money to
1: organizations that do. Well, would that would that uh, would that if you were to follow that that philosophy hmm. out, okay? Um, I'm sure the United States government contributes to Hamas via vis a vis-, vis-, vis through uh contributions to certain hostile countries i'm Ooh, sure snap. i'm sure the i'm sure the united states government has contributed to al qaeda aka syrian rebels against the assad uh, mm-hmm. the assad regime in, in syria i'm pretty sure the u s government has contributed to um Doing experiments on its own people (laughs) vis a vis the Tuskegee experiment with syphilis. Sure. I'm sure the US government has contributed to a lot of things via tax dollars. That have not been ethical. So should we write policies against our own U.S. government?
0: Well, even break it down even further, if you want to be consistent, look at Nike, look at Google that, Mm. you know, have used children as as labor or, you know, have have also contributed to other organizations that aren't so beneficial to other groups of people.
1: I think uh, I think right now in this election cycle. Um, any type, any type of thing that we can try to pull out. For example, you remember Netflix? Oh this, yeah, this uh, yep. abortion beat, or abortion bill that just got yeah. passed and um, signed into law in Georgia. Netflix announces, and along with several other celebrities and top, you know, producers that actually contribute to Netflix, that they're not going to be able to film in Georgia anymore due mm-hmm. to this this uh, quote unquote civil rights um, battle that's going on right now for women's rights in Georgia. Keep, but keep in mind the same, the same producers, the same actors, the same studios, the same actresses, the same organization. Netflix actually films in countries where um, actually being gay is actually a sin, mm. which is punishable upon immediate death. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think the hypocrisy is hypocrisy only uh, lends itself to the highest bidder. Sure. So I, I don't. I don't. These things are just political political fodder for their own following. Sure, um, yeah. I guarantee you, you, you follow the money for the, and also the who's up for re-election right now or election. that's it, just nothing but political fodder for their their coffers and money yeah. raising. That's it. I mean, do you think do you think this Patricia Gonzalez actually gives two craps about Chick fil A? No, she probably eats there. She probably <laughs> eats the Chick fil A sauce and double dips it in Polynesian. I mean, she oh she, wow she she's a rebel. She doesn't care about this. This is nothing but this is nothing but to ver- false virtue signal yeah. for her, for all own people.
0: No, I understand. But if you go back to the law and saying, well, we can't discriminate against a company for giving um, money to some organization, could that potentially backfire on on any organizations that says, well, I'm just going to I give this money to and I'm, you know, left field saying that's the Nazi party and mm. they're my religious organization. That, I mean, the government has no recourse to
1: say, no, you can't do that. See, it's a slippery slope. It is a slippery Just slope. Just like, um, you know, there was a, a, a Harry Reid, um, in passed the, n- the nuclear, nuclear option to pass, uh, some, some legislation. Um, Mitch McConnell, who is, the uh slow ginning uh, turtle from Kentucky um stated you but please don't do this because it will come full circle. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yep. fast forward 4 years, the policies that the that Harry Reid actually passed came to bite yep. them in the ass of the Democrat party when yep. Harry Reid Harry Reid or sorry, Mitch McConnell actually exercised the same right to pass certain legislation. Yeah. So I think any time with with laws or a certain um things that they try to pass or mm-hmm. they try to use it ultimately just comes back to bite people in the ass.
0: You remember the argument about the Ten Commandments in the school. Like, oh, well, we can't, you know, yeah. you know, we want to take, put the Ten Commandments back. Well, if you put the Ten Commandments back, you have to put everything back. Like whatever anybody says, like, hey, yeah. I want to put Black Sabbath up. You got to put that up. You know, so.
1: I wouldn't be opposed to the Black Sabbath up.
0: So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ta- not talking about the band.
1: Oh. I'm
0: talking about like. Black Sabbath Satan Worshippers.
1: Oh, well, you know, you got that too.
0: (laughs) If you are in the market for a high quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy to smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or email Leon directly at Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. That's Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. Or check out the sponsors section of
1: our website.
0: On a more lighter note, Joe Biden uh, promises that he's going to cure cancer if
1: elected. That's awesome. (laughs) About time. Hours
0: after being called a dummy by President Trump. Um, In a... um, Speaking of engagement in Iowa, he said that, um, you know, his son, Bo died from brain cancer back in 2015. Um, he's saying that he's going to do the most single, um, most important thing that can change America. We're going to cure cancer.
1: Well, the cool thing is, you know, I, I think he's got this going for him. Al Gore created the Internet. Right. And then Joe sure. Biden's going to cure cancer. I, I mean, mean,
0: hey, if you're going to say something.
1: Yeah, you might as well. Hit, I mean, you might as well try to hit for the you know out of the park there so uh
0: in retaliation Trump says he is going to assemble the avengers
1: <laughs> <There you go. laughs> take that joe he's going to find all the infinity stones <laughs>
0: uh trump is on a quest for all infinity stones breaking news all right so that is our hot topics for today we're going to take a break and when we come back we've got uh four of the six guys that went on this bourbon trail trip we want to do a awesome recap and um kind of let you know what we found out all that and more on this episode of the southern fried philosophy podcast
1: Welcome back to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. So uh, just to kind of give you some context here, uh, this past weekend, um, we went to the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. and I I know we mentioned this earlier in the show, but um, so we went to the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. We visited... How many How many distilleries in 677 Seven. seven. Whew, I, I lost track. We
0: technically went to 8 but we didn't go on the tour of one of them.
1: So. okay. So we went we went to seven distilleries. We also went to the uh, Churchill Downs mm-hmm. and that, that which was exciting also. So um yeah Big and and Big wife um planned this trip and did a phenomenal job. I mean uh it it rivals my trip to Ireland as far as having as much content uh Smacked into the limited time that we were there, um, so we got to see the beautiful countryside. We got to see these wonderful distilleries. I mean, I'm sure there's probably what eighty two thousand more in Kentucky, yeah, something like that. I pretty mean, close. Quite a few, but I anyway. So Biggin drove us around the countryside of Kentucky, and he is truly passionate about Kentucky. Um, it's a beautiful state, but I got to see more of the state this time than I ever thought I would, because uh, usually you just see it on the, the highway, mm-hmm. just driving through as fast as you can, trying to make it to the next state. So, um, yeah, so we, we did this. And so on our show today, we have uh, Tim Sigmund, who has actually been on our show before several times. And we also have our, our new buddy, Jonathan Hayes, who's first timer to the show here. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks, man.
0: So um, one week ago today, we were sitting at a bar Mm-hmm. but belly up mm-hmm. uh ks bar and grill gonna give them a shout out um
1: which just had to finished our first tour
0: yeah we and then we met up with a, a good uh friend of the show tim jones mm-hmm. i think he was on episode 78 or sorry 96 98,
1: 96, 96 98
0: um and he um he, he gave us a bottle of weller 107 so i want to say thank you so much to tim jones for for hooking us up with that those are fantastic bottle to to get from him. But um man, we we rolled in, we left here at like seven o'clock in the morning and from Charlotte, drove all the way in. And our first one that we went to was Town Branch um distillery, All Tech. Um mm-hmm. let's kinda go through the positives and negatives of
1: D uh, V Can we back up? Yeah. I think <laughs> we're back up a little bit I I think that there's probably Look, I I love bourbon. Mm. I've always loved bourbon. Yeah, I I may have not been schooled into the craft craftsmanship mm. of bourbon. I think that okay. was one thing that we all, besides you, because I think you've been on the Kentucky. I think this one thing I can get maybe that you, Tim, and maybe Jonathan, as far as the craft craftsmanship of actually what goes into bourbon. Mm. So if we can, let's kind of talk, kind of peel sure. back what what makes actually bourbon bourbon. Good call.
0: Does anybody remember some of the things yeah. that made bourbon bourbon?
2: You know, I'm an Ethan Williams guy. I'm a cheap, <laughs> I'm a cheap bourbon drinker. But I tell you what, I learned so much, and now I have been schooled by JT. He uh, brought his game on a great trip, and each distillery gave us an education on what it takes to make a special bourbon. And as we went through the tours, distillery by distillery, you learned more and more. You built upon what each distillery told us, and uh, we came out very educated on the scientific on the science behind making a great bourbon. Mm-hmm. So uh, that I thank you for JT. You knocked that out of the park. I learned a lot. Uh, awesome trip. Nice.
0: So what, what are the rules, Jonathan? Do you remember some of those?
3: Uh, a couple of them. Uh, it, was, it has to be aged for two years. Yep. Um, has to be 51% corn on their mash bill. Um, you said 51% corn. F- 51%, at least 51% corn. Yes. Yep. And if it's not aged four years, that has to be noted. Yep. So if you're only aged in three years, you have to have it somewhere on your label. Um, that's what you're doing. Yep.
1: White White oak. Barrel.
0: It's gotta be put into a virgin white oak barrel. American. American white oak <laughs> barrel. Um so and it can only be done here in the United States. Again, bourbon can only be bourbon in the United States. Um again, that barrel can only be used one time. This is the first time. After that, it's whiskey. You could put you can reuse that that barrel, but at that point it's gonna be whiskey if you put the same stuff in it.
1: Right. Also now you have your the different types of bourbon. you have a single barrel? Mm-hmm. So single barrel is actually bottled whiskey from a single barrel. Mm -hmm. Then you have what special select? You have special select, right? So which is could be maybe five or ten barrels of bourbon mixed together, and then they have this single single batch. Mm -hmm. Um, You have small batch, which is kind of like single select or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, What else we got? Barrel proof. Proof. So whatever's
0: whatever's in that, whatever the proof of that that's in that barrel, that's what is going to be bottled as right. and shipped out. So one you can get, and I'm just taking, for example, if you have like a Buffalo Trace, one of them could be 96 proof. The other one could be 107 proof. Right. Just whatever is in that barrel is what it comes out of.
1: But as. also, you know, the uh, just for the, the Virgin ears who may not know... Bourbon, But, you know, you have these huge facilities with brick houses that they mm-hmm. build, which are these facilities that house these barrels of bourbon. And we're not talking about just a few barrels. We're talking about thousands of barrels at, at a given time. This their you know, this this liquor this corn liquor um, is put into these barrels. These barrels are stored in this. Not temperature controlled houses that are basically left to the elements. Um, you know, the, the bourbon moves in and out of this wood due to the uh, the temperature. You know the constriction of you know the temperature cooler, warmer weather, whatever. You have some evaporation. You have some a lot of elements going on through nature, and that's what gives bourbon its distinct flavor from this this oak uh, from the oak from the, the ingredients the corn, the rye, the the barley are uh, malted. Malted barley, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and also the the unique water to Kentucky that we got to hear so many times, as far as <laughs> the limestone, yeah. iron free, you know, uh, yeah. water. So there's a lot of elements into bourbon making that's just different from from standard like moonshine making. Yep. I mean, it, yep. there's a lot of elements to it. But um, like Buffalo Trace, you know, they go in when they decided to, to bottle Buffalo Trace or bottle Jim Beam, they pull, they do a a, uh, a controlled pool, Mm -hmm. you know, from different areas of the the rickhouse and they, you know, they, they blend it all together, I guess, into these patches.
0: Yeah. The master distiller will get, say, barrel number one from this rickhouse, barrel number two from this rickhouse. They'll mix them together and be like, okay, this is the, the taste palette that we're going for. And we got to mix these two in different um, volumes. And then all of a sudden you get... And you know whatever gets
1: in that bowl, and, and I, I know we've talked about um, you know we've had several podcasts about barbecue mm-hmm. and smoking. You know you you can tell mm. the the pride of a, a pit master with the, the coloring of the the smoke ring on on the meat. Yep. Well, the the, the pride of a, of, a, of a distillery is that that kind of a red ring. When, once they break a barrel down, you can actually see this. Um, whiskey ring, I guess. I don't, know, I, I don't know if they actually had a technical term for it, but you can actually see how far the whiskey has gone into the wood and yeah. came back out.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's an amazing process to see, you know, it going in and out of that wood like that and, yeah. and how far it goes in.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm telling you right now, I mean, I, 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 I I thought I knew about bourbon, mm-hmm. but I learned a hell of a lot more on yeah. this trip. So. Yeah. I, I, uh, one thing that uh, I
3: really liked was because we saw so many dis- distilleries, mm-hmm. it seemed like as, um, you know, the second and third ones, they mentioned a lot of the same things. And, of mm-hmm. course, they had their own, you know, twist on what made them unique. However you know for people who just don't absorb everything all at once it really helped to kind of concrete that information so by the time we went to the i don't know fourth or fifth or sixth right. you know I, I felt as they were saying i was like oh you know i already know but it you know yeah. in hindsight it was great to really i feel like i truly know um you know about the bourbon world i guess and it yeah. really is that kind of there's a lot of work that goes into it
2: yeah yeah and the in uh, the term angels share oh yeah JT, you want to talk about the angel share term?
0: Yeah, so they say that they'll fill up a about a fifty-three gallon, you know, barrel, and the angel share is what evaporates out of it. So. That's what is given away to the angel share, and I think Jim Beam said that out of fifty-three gallons, now they're getting somewhere around twenty-three because it's been so hot mm-hmm. in Kentucky that at the end of the day, when they're done with their aging, they're only getting twenty-three. Um, it's four percent for the first year, and I think it's more after that.
1: So, and also just an interesting tidbit that angel share actually contributes to a thing called whiskey fungus. Careful. So if you actually go, if you actually go to these distilleries, and it's not like tow fungus, but <laughs> go to I am thinking to, about
0: whiskey, something else.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Family some show. Like that.
1: Yeah, maybe not. But um, anyway, you, you go to these distilleries, and we, the first thing we notice when you pull up is that these buildings have a distinct... Um, mm-hmm. You know, they could be gray, but they have kind of like black, you know, just tinge or whatever onto them. And we kind of came to found, find out after probably second... Third distillery. When someone mm. asked a question, what that was, it's actually a natural occurring fungus that actually will mesh up to um, the buildings and everything around it. Stop signs, cars, trees, uh, basically due to this um, angel share that's being evaporated. Yeah, um, this fungus just loves it and just gravitates towards it. So, yeah,
0: the, the sugars and everything and, and the alcohol that's you know being evaporated sticks to these trees sure. and then the. Uh, whiskey Interesting
1: thing I, I didn't know. I, I always wondered how they made this devil's cut, mm-hmm. Jim Beam. So we got to kind of find that out. Um, Jim Beam actually has found a process to pull the remaining couple gallons, I guess, couple gallons. I think of,
0: they said two to three gallons yeah, per barrel.
1: Two to three gallons of uh, whiskey or bourbon that's actually trapped inside the barrel, into actually into the porous parts of the wood, mm-hmm. uh, that they've developed this process now to the, where they can extract it, and then they'll add that back into some extra Jim Beam, and then they bottle this Devil's Cut. So I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting yeah. To, yeah, that they, they have figured out a process. And also just kind of note, um, anyone who, or any of our overseas listeners in um, Ireland or Scotland um, or England, they actually... These barrels from American companies actually now go to um, Scotland, Ireland to be used for um, Irish whiskey or Scotch. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty kind of cool, and also to the Caribbean too for rum. Yeah. So these these barrels are being used multiple per, you know multiple ways. So
2: and, and you know I can add that after going on JT's trip, the, big, J, the biggest J, bourbon J, tour. JT's Bourbon tourscom <laughs> is that. Uh, believe it or not, I was in an ABC store today. Uh, <laughs> That's a shock. I know, it's a shocker <laughs> on a Thursday afternoon. It wasn't Sissy's, was it? It was not. It was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sissy's was epic, by the way. Well, JT will tell you more about that later. Some of these stories we will not be allowed
0: to say, oh, share.
2: Man. But you walk into a store, your favorite ABC store, liquor store, whatever, and you look at the bottles, and you now, after being mm. on this tour, you realize what the terms mean, yeah. double oaked, single barrel, select batch, et cetera. You're now educated hmm. and you're not walking into a blind purchase. You know what you're going to buy and you know what you're going yeah. you, you know to get for the most part. Sure. But you know what the terms
0: mean. Yeah. And that was very valuable information. So those, I don't know if you've been in, back into an ABC store or a liquor store or whatever, but going back into those and seeing the different bottles now, does that give you a better appreciation of, wow, I know what this means? Or like you were saying, like, oh, I remember when we were at Woodford and it brought back that memory to, to when you look at that bottle. Absolutely, especially nice. today
2: with the Jim Beam. Oh yeah, double oaked. Okay, you know what that means. You know what they did for the process because they explained it to you. Um, so that was that was good information.
3: Nice. I also appreciate it too. Um, even the even the lower priced mm. bourbons that you see, um, even with those, because of the regulations and the way they do things, there's still a ton of work that goes into it, and they take pride in the flavors they get. You know, they have their they have their own flavor profile they're trying to get and so there's value more so now for me even in the the less expensive ones you know it doesn't always have to be you know a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey to be something special
1: yeah a good call yeah i think that's you know i think there's one thing in the uh, community where if someone goes to a restaurant and they you know they say hey i want a bourbon and coke Mm -hmm. and if a restaurant's pouring jack daniels that's not bourbon. Yeah, that's Tennessee whiskey. Yeah.
2: yeah, so you should you should expand on that, well, Brandon, by saying you know, you know what the term is.
1: All bourbons are whiskey, but not all, all whiskey or bourbon. Exactly. exactly. You want to expand on that? Well, it, well, Jack Daniels. I mean, in I in my younger days, I enjoyed Jack Daniels too much. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack Daniels is not not aged that long. It's only aged, I guess, well less than a year. I think that's one thing. Oh, yeah. um, so, so. It doesn't contain the fifty one percent rye or fifty one percent corn. Um, there's several other elements that don't make it a bourbon. So I think that's probably one of the biggest wool that has been pulled over a consumers' eyes. Because when you think bourbon, a lot of people think bourbon. They think of the old old number seven label, mm-hmm. and they you know that's been pushed. I mean. Hell, I run a motorcycle shop or motorcycle dealership, and you can buy Jack Daniels memorabilia, and people associate the Old Number Seven with bourbon.
0: Yeah, and one of the big keys for that, you said it was only aged for a year, but where do they get that color from? Yeah, they infuse, they go through a charcoal filtering process. Mm. That that's where they get the color and the flavor, yeah. the smokiness, the oakiness from that is through the filtering, and you can't you can't do that. No, but per I, the regulations yeah. of bourbon, now
1: I. As a as a former bar owner, mm. um, you know I, I had Jim Beam as my as my house pour because I didn't like the raw gut Boston's or whatever else you know was there just because I wanted to make a better drink, it, but still it was my shelf pour, mm. and I had still in my own mind I had a stigma. It's just, just Jim Beam. But I tell you what, after the after the tour, I, I like Jonathan was saying, I actually appreciate the fact of. If a bottle can actually have those words bourbon on it, mm. I can actually appreciate that bourbon. I don't care if it's a nine dollar fifth or yeah. you know a hundred dollar bottle. I mean, I appreciate the the, the like the art the artesian quality of actually bourbon.
0: Yeah, one of the things I thought it was very interesting, and we'll go through this as we go through the distilleries, but. For Buffalo Trace, you're talking about the low end and the high end. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, it just depends on where they put it on the rickhouse. House. Yeah. the the higher temperatures are up at the very top during the summer and whatnot. Of course, like when when you go upstairs, it's hotter upstairs. But their ancient age, which is their lower end bourbon, is just the same exact bourbon as it's the Buffalo same Trace. Water,
1: mm-hmm. Same corn. Yeah. Same same mash everything. bill. Yeah. And it just is at the top but, of it versus at the lower. Well, I guess I've, let's just pretend that no one knows what. I'm mash bill is yeah okay so a mash bill obviously you have to have that 51 percent corn yep okay that's that's standard 51 percent corn water and then you have a variances between um how much rye, rye. I mean, i think one person had 37 and you know 5 barley or whatever mm-hmm. it was and or yes, you could do wheat or you can do wheat like maker's mark mm-hmm. is, is a weeded a weeded uh, bourbon so yep. um but a lot of these a lot of these distillers that we went to especially had the uh, the rye component because that rye component kind of gives that extra bite and mm-hmm. spiciness that that kind of burn a little bit um so i think uh I want people to understand what a mash bill is. A mash bill is basically your recipe. Yeah. It is like if you make a cake, some people may include milk versus water or this much sugar versus that much sugar. I mean, it is that, that, that certain recipe that, that, that distillery may have. Um, also interesting is, Yeast. Mm-hmm. These people have these companies have their own proprietary yeast. Which, what I mean by that, you're not just you're not going and getting a, a bag of Fleischman's bread yeast from the, <laughs> sure. the, the old Harris Teeters <laughs> and throwing it into a, a vat and hoping for science. These are yeast strains, that I'm, and you talk about crazy, yeah. But the, these companies thrive on this this yeast this yep. this growing inert organic thing that makes. Beer, bread, and booze, wonderful. So um, these companies will take uh, their strain that they've developed. They will house it inside the the facility, but mm-hmm. they also have it in other places. And yeah. some of the bigger distilleries would not have it just in their distillery in maybe one location off-site. They would have it in several locations across the world just yeah. because if um, you know an alien invasion happened <laughs> – <laughs> that we'd still have the yeast strain yeah. housed for, you know, when we rebuild. Yeah. I mean, it, well, honestly, I hate, I hate to I hate to kind of blow it out of proportion, but that's no, really what huge. their logistics are.
0: I think it was Four Roses that have theirs in California. And whenever they need some, they say, hey, send us a batch. And it's the size of a pencil head. Yeah. And they send it to them and then they grow it out of that.
1: So yeah. I think that was small, yeah. or it was Four Roses. Four. So and, yeah.
0: and that pencil head
2: will eventually be the yeast. This eating out a forty thousand gallon. Oh uh, yeah. That yeah. yeah. Is what's amazing.
3: Yeah, that was what I was gonna. Yeah, they start out with they said a few scrapes of this yeast, and it goes into you know like a, a twelve inch tall, uh, almost like a science room. Yeah, like a uh, flask. Yeah, yeah, and then that grows over. A couple, like a day or two,
1: and then before you know it, it's in these huge vats. Well, like Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey yeah. makes, what, 20,000 gallons of this yeast composite crap? Mm. I mean, to go into their. I mean, into their their batches. I mean, I th- I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, it's, hey, nature's. I mean, science is great, but nature's pretty damn awesome too if you look at it. I mean, sure. So anyway, I guess we maybe we can break it down to these distilleries now because uh, yeah. that's what we we're trying to talk about.
0: No, no, that's fine. I, it, it's great information, and and again, it's just a craft. It's it's the process. Um, some of the things that they didn't even go through is, uh, and there's a there's a movie called uh, Neat: The Story of Bourbon, which is fantastic. Um, and they even go to the point of, you look at some of these oak trees that are a hundred years old that they cut down and use to make the staves. Well, we're getting nutrients from the ground a hundred years ago when we take a sip of bourbon, hmm. you know, and the the corn four years ago, you know, what what was going on four years ago in the soil, and they're right. taking all that stuff in. So the bourbon you taste now will not taste again, will not taste the same again ever, because all the nutrients and It's in that wood.
1: And I want to apologize, but not apologize, actually, to our listeners, because the reason why we're even talking about this is because it's all information. I mean, even if you don't drink and you're like my Bible-thumping parents uh, who don't drink and... You know, think that partaking upon adult beverages is of the devil, which is cool. I mean, yeah. this is all about information. I mean, if you value the quality of a product, I think you can actually value, find value in the process of of, of mm. making something that's maybe taboo or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, is for our international listeners who actually have have been drawn to our podcast due to uh, appreciation of American culture, but also Southern culture. And bourbon is bourbon, and whiskey is instinctly. Southern. I mean, yeah. it, it is something that's, uh, that we go back to our, our Scottish and Irish roots that have been into the Carolinas and into the Kentucky uh, mountains and Tennessee. I, I, I think this is something that's kind of intrinsically built from, there are forefathers that have, have settled in the area from those various countries. Um, you know, we were talking to a listener from, um, was a Dundee, Scotland uh, probably a couple weeks ago, and he was fascinated by uh, American Culture and bourbon, and also I could you know go back tit for tat. I'm fascinated with scott with Scotch and and how they make Scotch. I think each culture, each society, and each nation has their own uh, their own flavor of uh, adult beverages that they just specialize in. And I th- and I think that's unique. I, I mean, we're not. It's not like we're making jailhouse liquor out of sugar, water, bread and maybe raisins. Sure. I mean, we're you know, we're this is something that's uniquely craft. Even jailhouse liquor is pretty much craft. It's just, you know, it's something unique to the situation. But um this is the reason why I want to kinda of give a little context to what yeah. we're doing. So
2: Yeah. You know, and also one thing I want to point out is that my buddies, uh, they knew I was going on this bourbon trip and mm. oh, did you get hammered, did you get did you guys get out of control? And it quite the contrary. Mm. It was yeah. a uh it was a trip, a four-day trip, full of fellowship, interacting with one another, sipping, you know, not you know, not getting out of control at yeah. all, um, but just enjoying each other's company, enjoying the beverage, mm, yeah, learning more about bourbon. And that's what it was all about.
0: Yeah. It's it's about, you know, the taste. Like, everyone is going to be different. But we're not there to get sloppy drunk. Uh, we're not even there to get drunk. We're just enjoy and appreciate the process, learn about the process. But then how each one, we went to eight different ones, and none of them tasted the same. Every one right. of those just had a different spin to it, a different flavor to it. And just enjoying that, that flavor and that taste. Yeah. yeah. No,
3: 100%. I was, I was actually really, um, well for a four day trip, I was really happy about the fact that on all the tastings, it's a very small amount that you're mm-hmm. actually consuming. Um, you know, and we were visiting multiple, on the, multiple ones in a day, instead of it being, you know, you start at zero and you end up at eight after the last <laughs> one, it was right. more of like after the first one, you're at like a one or two, just a nice comfortable, you know, I can't imagine, I can't even describe how many times we were just laughing. You know, everyone was in a good mood and just, yeah. you know, but it was nowhere near, you know, drunk or anything like that. It was right. just just a good little little buzz all day long, and that's kind of how it was, which made the four days very enjoyable. Yeah, you know, sure.
2: I, I'll, I'll say one quick thing is that I told my wife that uh, before I went on this trip. I'm you, JT, perhaps. I said, you know, they, they may they're talking about doing this next year mm. in 2020 and 2020, 2020. You know, I probably won't go. Well, now that I've been on this one in 2019, put me down for 2020. <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome because, yeah. you again, you knocked it out of the
0: park. Yeah, and the great thing is we can do this trip again and hit eight different other distilleries or seven other distilleries and not even do the same ones. You know, so that's... That'll be cool.
1: Well, I'm going I'm to go ahead, and since you won't do it, uh, I'll do a shameless plug. So if anyone is interested in a bourbon trail <laughs> tour, you can actually email us at sfpradio at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, just put in their bourbon trail in the subject title. Um, actually, uh, we are now are encouraging uh, Began to actually do his own thing because yeah. I know he can do it. I'm, I, mm-hmm. There's not a guy in this room, and also the two guys that were not able to make it tonight, that doesn't believe that he can do this mm-hmm. because, um, I mean— If there's a calling in life, I'm telling you right (laughs) now, hospitality, hospitality Mm -hmm. is big calling Mm -hmm. and his passion of bourbon and hospitality. I know he can do this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so if you, uh, even if you don't want to pay for a trip, email us right now, because I tell you right now, he, he can give you the insight on the ins and outs, but I'm telling you, but if you want, if you want to nickel and dime yourself, and just you probably can do your own research, but if you actually want a damn good time with places to go, people to see unique opportunities, I mean, you got to just email SFP radio. GMO, yeah. Cause I mean, I'm telling you right now, he's this guy's going to be in business. Don't miss out before <laughs> his rates go up. Yeah.
0: get it now
3: before If, the you, rate's put Mo, if
1: okay. you put Mojo in the tagline, I'll well, give you 10% off whatever <laughs> price we haven't said yet.
3: So there you go. If, there you go. if I could, sure. I mean, um, so when I first heard about the trip, it was through my roommate. It was one of the other guys that went. And um, he just ha- kind of. happens to be like throwing axes. <laughs> right. Yeah. His, with, his text. Yeah, that,
1: that was very manly. <laughs> yeah.
3: His text was like, sorry, guys, can't make it. I'm going to be in Raleigh throwing axes. And I was like,
1: well, <laughs> can't argue with that. Sure. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, I got to ex- exfoliate my back after this. <laughs> yeah. I got to wash my hair. Uh,
3: but yeah, when we first heard about it, he just kind of mentioned it and of, you know, anything he it, we're, we're very similar so i was like yeah man i'm in um and i didn't really know where all we were going or what we were doing and then once we got sent to the itinerary i think the text i sent back was this is incredible yeah. you know and then and as we were going along that trip i was so impressed with just the detail and how everything lined up the hospitality of it all mm. i mean truly jt i'm i'm so thankful you know to have been a part of that um and you know, once again, not just to throw another plug in there, but yeah. if there is another trip
1: next year, I will absolutely be on it. Awesome, one hundred percent. Yeah. Th- and next year's ha- uh, next year's hashtag will be life is short
0: let's have fun so <laughs> let's have fun again have fun um again. so and and again this all could not have happened without my wife i just again you guys point to me and i point to her she put all this stuff together
1: no no there, we, we give her props
0: there was one point where we had to leave to go to another distillery and we had to leave at three fifteen. i look at the clock and it is three thirteen. 13 yeah. we are like let's go like we are right on target it was perfect she timed it perfectly um
1: well, I, my, well, my whole goal is to make you cry during this podcast, so I'm, I'm trying. He's <laughs> getting there. Okay, it's, it's getting right. there.
0: Um, let, so, me play,
1: let me play this music video <laughs> for
0: you. Um, so we'll talk about the distilleries. Again, the first one we went to is Town Branch slash Alltech. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the gate, um, they make Town Branch uh, bourbon and then um, Kentucky Ale um Uh, beer, and they had some fantastic flavors, coffee stouts, and what they do is they make their own bourbon, and Smart Choice, they use those same bourbon barrels, and then they put their beer in that, and then they age their bourbon barrels, or age their beer in the bourbon barrels, which is a fantastic taste. So what did you guys think, overall thoughts on Town Branch um, and and their beer?
3: Well, I, uh, so, That was the first one we visited, Mm -hmm. um, and I had nothing to uh, base that experience on at that point. Um, A few things that I noticed was it seemed like the facilities were all brand new and very Mm -hmm. clean Mm -hmm. and very – I don't know. just had this sense of – it didn't have so much of the historical sense that I ended up seeing later, but I did value the fact that everything there was just – Nice, And, you know, even the landscaping that they had was just, mm-hmm. was, was really nice. That was my first impression.
0: Nice. And again, this is like smack down the middle of Lexington, Kentucky. So mm-hmm. not far from the old Rupp Arena.
1: So uh, just to kind of give you some of their brands, they actually make a, let's um, start the here. They actually make a Town Branch Rye Whiskey, a Town Branch Malt Whiskey, a Town Branch Bourbon, a Town Branch Gin um, actually, gin. you loved their gin. I, I right? hate, I loathe gin. <laughs> but this gin was actually legit. I mean, I, I would, if it was me, I'd be bopping up and down the road with some gin and juice. I'm telling you <laughs> straight up. Um, they have a Town Branch bourbon finished in a sherry cask. Um, they also have their subsidiary, which is, I mean, this company's huge. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Altec before. But Altec is a multi-billion dollar company that's international. and They have... um this town branch here in Kentucky, but they also have their sister company in Ireland in Dublin. Mm. So they are their subsidiary in Dublin, their sister company. They, they make a uh, Pierce uh, whiskey, uh, Irish whiskey. Um, one of the thing, I think that one of the favorites of everyone was this uh, bluegrass sundown spirit, which was this kind of like, mm. uh, um, chocolate liqueur coffee liqueur type beverage that you add tim Uh, you brought
0: that for your wife
1: i did and what you do
2: you you pour it in a shot glass you add some hot water Mm -hmm. and then you pour heavy cream over it Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to make a delicious dessert Mm -hmm. drink and I, i brought that uh for my bride and so we're looking forward to Having that, yeah, Ooh, we haven't cracked it no, up but... yet. We 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 tried it there at the distillery, yeah. and it was awesome. So I highly recommend that. Nice.
1: Also, um, they make a Kentucky vanilla barrel cream ale. They make <sighs> surprisingly was actually good their tequila. Oh yeah, barrel wheat. That was good. Um, they make a Kolsch, which is kind of a lighter beer. It's a great summertime uh, beer. Uh, they make an Irish red ale. Uh, they make an IPA, which is Indian pale ale. They make a coffee barrel cream ale, which is cream ale, which is actually really good. Mm-hmm. The coffee barrel stout, which is probably my favorite. Uh, they make a bourbon barrel blackberry porter, mm. which they didn't have when we right didn't there. have that there. I think that's a bourbon time. barrel L, and I think that's about it right now. Right now they have. But let, m- my impression of the facilities, I think, mm. like Jonathan said, it didn't have that kind of legacy setting. Yeah, like you know, which we'll talk about some of the other ones later. It was. Um, I don't want to say it was very industrial looking, but but it was nice. It was mm-hmm. beautiful, a beautiful building. Mm. Um, the most impressed out of all the distilleries, I. It, They were probably my top one as far as the the steel pots. Yeah. They they actually had the, they actually had steel pots that Jameson's um, Irish whiskey had actually ordered and never used. The the owner of the business was like, I guess I'll buy them for my place. So he, he actually, I mean, these Irish, these steel pots from Ireland or copper pots are just beautiful. I mean, they were architecture. They were, you know, a lot of times if you see something, artwork or uh, architecture, you, you, I mean, you kind of think sexy. I mean, these Mm -hmm. things were sexy. Yeah. So, uh, and also they did the jam up job, jam up job, just doing a great uh, service to uh, their product Mm -hmm. and displaying their product and telling us about the product. But also they probably had the largest offering as far as tasting that we had. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
3: One, one uh, benefit too is a couple of places we went to where they had tokens. They would give you a certain amount of tokens Mm -hmm. when you went in, um, you know, you could revisit that same place two or three times, and then use those tokens for something else, like one of the other kinds of beers that you wanted to taste, mm-hmm. or whatever. Which I think kind of adds to the the value of going back.
0: Yeah, you, know, mm-hmm. you haven't
3: seen it all. You can try the things.
0: The great thing about going with with six other guys is you could every everybody could take something different. Be like, here, try th- try this, try mm-hmm. this, try mm-hmm. this. So you could take a little sip of each one of those things and and cover all your bases. So cool. So. um yeah, I mean, Town Branch was was a great. Facility. Anything to add about Town Branch, Tim? Uh, no, I'm good. You're good, all right? Um, so that was our first night. After that, we uh, again went to KS Bar and Grill. We hung out with Tim Jones, um, saw 78, which we all appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, oh KS
2: did have the the world's record of the smallest. Um, <laughs> Manhattan poor right? Uh, just, just, set, just dude. as an aside,
0: I'm just sure kidding. he was a little upset about his pour at KS Bar and Grill.
1: It was like a commun- communion cup, I guess. Yeah, it was kind of small.
0: Um, overall, good food. I thought it was a good, yeah, good place. It was, um, and then so we headed uh, to the hotel for the night. nope
1: no, nope, no. Nope. Nope. No, we went to the Honey Hole.
0: Oh, we did. What was the name? Of, well, no, we're not going to say that. It was that. wine
1: and something. Let's not say it, because oh, yeah. then somebody's going to steal it. It was yeah. called, it was called uh, Fresh Market.
0: Yeah, Fresh Market, yeah. Uh, Whole Foods, something like that. Yeah, I
1: think it's Whole Foods. Um, it was Amazon Prime. Is but, was.
0: but Tim did an awesome job. We were we wanted to go find, you know, some some harder to find bourbons. He hooked us up. Said, hey, these guys are coming. Don't close the store. We were able to get in, get some really good stuff, and then uh, head out.
1: A very unique store. I oh, mean, man. Um, it's something yeah. that you know. I, I I would expect them to be like you know the big bigger you know metropolitan areas where you have like the the craft cheeses and the mm. cured meats, right. extra age. But I did not expect that big ass bourbon selection because that's foreign to us in North Carolina. Sure, yeah. yeah Bur- the store. liquor liquor and booze is so regulated in the state. You cannot imagine going to a corner store. And sing booze, yeah. And, but they not only did they have booze; they had the best of the best. Yeah, had some good stuff, mm-hmm. no
0: doubt. All right. So then, uh, the next morning, we got up um, and then headed out. We the first stop we made was Kentucky Nose. I want to give give a Tony a shout out. He uh, makes uh, bourbon barrel coffee. Uh, also makes things out of Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels. Uh, we enjoyed his coffee; it was good stuff. Um, any thoughts on on t- Tony?
2: The coffee there was amazing. He actually gave you the opportunity to um, nose each coffee, mm. taking the vibe, taking a, as far as each coffee. It was very interesting. It was I, definitely good. Enjoyed it. Sure, I learned
0: more about grinders than I ever thought I would, and that's not the app. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'm glad you. I'm glad you specify there. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. His passion for coffee and everything that went into it and how you grind it and of <laughs> yeah. course um was really it was it's almost inspiring mm. you know to see yeah see someone with that kind of passion over something that seems simple on the surface but after you actually after you listen to him for i don't know 15 minutes it was amazing to to, <laughs> to realize i uh, how, how much depth there is and how much depth that he has Developed yeah. himself in, which was really cool. I
0: don't know if it was the coffee or or his speech, but I I kind of wanted a Kool Aid man through the brick wall and be like, oh yeah, <laughs> I can do anything. He, he was very uh, very ins- inspirational. Anything?
1: Yeah. Um. I I will selfishly. I think you need to look at Tony. He took coffee beans. He took pieces of wood from a barrel and made a business out of it. Yeah. Therefore you take your passion <laughs> and do tours. I'm telling you right now, sure. I think you can be inspired by that, but no yeah. seriously um, this guy um, I don't I, I don't know him, I have no relationship with him, but to see someone so passionate, a small business owner to see someone so enveloped into their craft and uh, just the, just the little facets of spinning the coffee container. Around brings different notes, and you know mm. this bouquet of arrangements of flavors to the, to the you know nasal palate is amazing. I mean, I would have never. I've been around food. I've been around food all my life. I've been mm. around culinary and hospitality, right. or culinary and the 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 aromas and things like that for over twenty years. But those things I did not realize that you know the olfactory senses of your of your nasal passages you can pick up by just. Doing certain things yeah. and um, just the uniqueness of how you take a simple coffee bean, which is not simple, just in the, in the growing of that coffee bean and selection of that, it's just art artistry there. Yeah. But just the way you can blend flavors with this simple coffee bean, grind it up in this you know forty two million dollar grinder that NASA made, <laughs> and make a different cup of coffee than you would at your local uh, corner Circle K yeah. gas station. Yeah. I think it's amazing.
3: He uh, also, and once again, this, this might be plug number four about mm-hmm. JT's <coughs> genius Bur- in trip planning, Plank but... Uh, Biggins
1: Bourbon Trail. <laughs>
3: Biggins Bourbon Trail. He, um, he was the first one who sort of initiated us into, you know, when you are smelling something, you open mm-hmm. your mouth a little bit. And when you do that and breathe in that way, you can you can actually taste what you're smelling. And then that, just that information alone... Uh, helped me quite a bit through the rest of the distilleries. It was yeah. I was able to really um, bring out some of the flavors just from smelling with my mouth slightly open. You know, which is yeah. one of the things
1: he was which, really bring, big on, which, which brings cool. out our second hashtag, which is hashtag Kentucky Chew. <laughs> yes, yeah. which uh, I'm going to make sure Ashton knows that he's got to text me on that one. So
0: yeah, uh, and just for our listeners, the Kentucky Chew is where you will you breathe in um like when you have just so, some bourbon in your mouth breathe in a little bit and then you chew it which is an odd
1: with, with the booze in your mouth
0: right with the, yeah it, which is an odd thing like why would you chew why would you chew a liquid but it really kind of brings out yeah it all brings the out the notes you're you're, yeah.
1: you're you're allowing the the booze to be oxygenated Mm-hmm. you know, and also swirls around your palate. Yep. So, you know, your tongue has different sections of your tongue where it has different senses of flavor. And what you're doing is you're opening up your whole palate to explore those all the different flavors. Like, and the the cool thing about bourbon or anything really, I mean, but bourbon, you know, when you're tasting this, you know, something that I may taste certain notes versus someone else. You know, you, you may have a totally different experience with it. Um, and that's the reason why that different varieties may be different, Um, your your different bag or cup of tea yeah so
0: we'll have a link and at the beginning of of even Southern Fried Philosophy we linked out uh, to uh, Kentucky Knows so if you want to buy any of his stuff please go out there and take a look and he also makes amazing things out of of barrel heads too so seats and Lazy well, Susan's, all kinds of things. Yeah. You, you have one of his uh, chandeliers, don't you? Yeah. In our in our dining room, our, our dining room light is made from the rings of a bourbon barrel uh, that he made. So yeah, it was good stuff. The
1: door to the rings. Yeah. So uh, let's keep no, going. I think the most impressive thing was just his his passion. Oh, yeah.
0: Dude's passionate. No doubt about it. No kind of like,
1: like you. Yeah. Like S- T- JT is with his bourbon. S- At <laughs> sfpradio.gmail.com. S- Just put in bur- bourbon trail. Uh,
0: the next one we, we're going to go to is Buffalo Trace. I mean, it is it is a heavy hitter in the bourbon r- world. Probably the number one bourbon distillery, I would say, in the world. They knock out things like Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, uh, Pappy Van Winkle. Uh, Blanton's. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a Weller, I mean bourbon cream. Um, the the bourbon cream there, fantastic. These these E H Taylor, I mean they knock out some of the world's most sought after bourbons all over the planet. Initial thoughts of Buffalo Trace.
1: Go ahead. Well, um, the setting kind of reminded me of of Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> mm. The architecture, mm. the um, H facility. I mean that was that was in stark contrast to Alltech, you know, or um, Kentucky
0: industrial from Alltech, the exact opposite from Buffalo Trace.
1: Well, you well, I guess you say modern slash industrial to legacy, um, mass craft mass craftsmanship, if mm-hmm. I can say that, if that's mm-hmm. the correct term, because they're a big time operation. Yeah, I mean, but you can tell the craftsmanship in it. So, yeah,
2: the craftsmanship was definitely there more of a manufacturing type atmosphere, Mm -hmm. but old school. Yeah, I can see where Brandon is talking about the Ireland Mm -hmm. uh, old school aspect. Um, The the barrel houses were tall, uh, right in your face. Mm -hmm. You walked in and you looked up for several hundred feet and you saw nothing but uh a dark room full of barrels mm. that were sitting there just waiting to be aged uh in the maturing process yeah um definitely a, an old school distillery that took you back in time yeah
3: yeah i um i agree that that was the second one we saw after the first one which was totally different it had um you know, it was like very new school esque versus this place has been here forever. Mm. And I'm my first. Well, after we got out of there, I, I thought like it seemed like we were they were showing us everything. You kind of like looking under, under her skirt a little bit. Right, and sure. The thing is, I, I liked what I saw. I mean, it was just real. This is what we're doing. This is how we do it. The only thing they didn't tell you what they were doing, and a lot of the distillers were like that, but was, I guess, the yeast itself. Mm. But it was just, you could tell it was a process that had been going on for a very long time that they had dialed in Mm. really, really well.
1: There you go. And see that with that tour, the most uniqueness to that tour was the... It was like a behind the scenes of a Hollywood studio production. Yeah. I mean, we got to see the the grain truck dropping the corn off, and you know, in yeah. the in the uh, compartments where they store all of it. To um, we got to see the dirtiness of it. Mm-hmm. The the good call. You know, you know, like yeah. you would never take a restaurant tour. Like, all right, let me come show you the grease compounds yeah. right here. It <laughs> was it <laughs> was total transparency. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, it was it was that was. The, that was probably the uniqueness of that of our whole trip was that one that mm-hmm. one distillery where they just really did a good job. Be like, you know what? This is this is us in our full mining. If you like it, you like it. Yeah, I mean,
0: crazy. In full, in full disclosure, we took the
1: the hard hat tour, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't the normal
0: tour. Um, and
1: tier our tour tier,
0: tier. Mm-hmm. Uh it, and I was so worried that we wouldn't get this tour that I. It, They only release it at certain times when you can take it, uh, when you can sign up for it. And guys, that night, it was like three months ahead. I was hitting refresh at midnight, making sure that we could get on this tour Mm -hmm. because I heard this was the one to go to. The other one's a little bit more polished, more prettier. But this one, like you said, it's behind the scenes, dirt and all. And here we go. We're going to show you what we got. But I'm really glad that we got to try that experience. It was something that. I've never been on before, yeah. and it was a good experience to go on. So I highly recommend the the uh, hard hat tour if you go to Buffalo Trace.
1: Which ironically, you get no hard hats. I was looking forward to a hard hat, but For sure, there wasn't one.
0: there yeah. wasn't one. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'll provide them next time.
1: Well, I'm, I'm hoping they'll have Bur- uh, Bingham's Bourbon Trail we'll on the hard hat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um.
0: Yeah. So, and then the next one we went to was Woodford Reserve. Again, another complete stark contrast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only make Woodford Res- Reserve products, so Woodford Reserve, Woodford Reserve rye, Woodford Reserve double oak, and I think that's about it. They just have three, and
1: yeah, it's it either was, you
0: like it or you don't. Yeah,
1: it was it was a very simple tour, but man, what a beautiful facility too. Yeah. I mean, we had lunch there. Lunch was less than spectacular. Sure. I, I give you that. And I mean, by
0: the way, I didn't know that there was a grill menu. Did you know that there was a there was hamburger? D- you
1: telling me now? Yeah.
0: Mm. I forgot to tell you about that.
1: That is amazing. I didn't know
0: until somebody pulled out a, hand, a hamburger. Right. I was like,
1: "What the heck?" All right, I've been promoting this whole Biggin's Bourbon Trail too. Yeah, tour. That was a fail. I'm just saying that. That's a uh, fail on me. I wanted to give them a nine out of ten stars on Yelp now. <laughs> <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> there was not a grill, by the way. Um, but it was. I think you described the visit, the brand new visitor center as somebody from Apple came in and designed this visitor center, like it was upscale. If yeah. I could, if I could use that word.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think they uh, that uh, yeah. I mean, they did a great job. I mean, just laying it out, mm-hmm. it was very beautiful. Yeah,
2: yeah, very, you know, you know, very modern, uh, more so than the, than the uh, ones that we visited. Uh, they had a bunch of wood for bottles on display, as you would have a bunch of iPhones with a bla- with, with a glass background, um, but more modern, very nice. But when you went down into the distillery portion it was in fact very uh historic mm-hmm. in several areas but it it did lend to a uh, more modern type of
0: environment maybe even modern slash upscale like mm-hmm. it just felt like this is the official drink of the kentucky derby and it felt like yeah we are it was very upscale very Almost like a high maintenance girlfriend, you know. Like, mm, she's so it kind
1: of it, it kind of reminds me of like uh, Charleston, South Carolina, where mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. such history dripping from yeah. every street and nook and cranny. But hey, then all of a sudden you have this new nuevo um, American cuisine yeah. restaurant sitting in a historic building that's been there since the seventeen mm. hundreds. You know good. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just it's it's like the perfection of modern and heritage. together
2: yeah but from what i recall we had a great hostess and tour guide she did a great job she did 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 a good good job job.
1: she she and she thoroughly enjoyed her tour i mean she had the the spiel down pat she was invested in her spiel she Mm -hmm. was invested in her product that she was representing um i would love to have seen more there but i really don't think they had much more to show
0: yeah I, it was that was pretty
1: much it, but just you know the uh, the uh, fermenters mm-hmm. there. I, I mean that was probably unique. I mean all all these places have their own unique fermenters, but um, you know the, uh, a lot of these fermenters who have uh, are these distilleries that have a legacy or his, historical value, like uh, Woodford or Makers or whatever. They, they're just their uh, fermenters are made out of these cypress wood pots, mm-hmm. and cypress wood is now an endangered species of trees. Uh, here in America, so no one can ever harvest anything. So, uh, these—if you can find an, an intact fermenter pot, I mean, in a distillery, then you, you're, ask money. And sure. th- this that's what these places had. You know, Woodford had was one of these, uh, several of these cypress bear, uh, cypress fermenter pots. Yeah,
3: yeah. I um, I enjoyed Woodford very much, and before we went, actually, one of my favorite whiskeys or bourbons at that point was Woodford, uh, mm. based on an. Ashton and I have been trying different things. Um, Ashton, my roommate, also been with us, but uh, he—that's uh, the axe throwing guy. The axe thrower, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we. I, I, I agree thoroughly. When we got there, I almost felt underdressed a little bit. You could tell the people that were there knew that this was, you know, the, the welcome center or the place where you like ate was... Club. It was. Mm, yeah. And you could tell that everyone there was just sort of... Right. It, you know, do like reti- more than it's I, I did. kind of like
1: you're tired tonight. You're dressed like you're about to go golf. <laughs> I have, This
3: is college. <laughs> so we... Yeah, absolutely. But then I, I was impressed when we went around to where they were actually making, you know, making the bourbon... Um, they had a lot of old school, like the Cyprus, um mash tanks, and um, and of course our, our tour guide was great. But at, so they there they distilled three times, and that yeah, is one thing that's a key. Is you know some places they only distill two times, and the argument I guess is uh, if you distill three times, maybe you're you're losing some of the. The character, mm-hmm. um, whereas the other argument is, if you only just steal twice, then you, you keep more of the character. But it's a little more, maybe a little more rough. Or,
1: to, or, to yeah, drink.
3: clean. Yeah,
1: yeah, cleaner yeah. with the three. And what he means by character to that is that just the characteristics of the grain mm-hmm. that was being used. Yeah, that's just one yeah. of the arguments. No, that's great. Yeah, I, I really
3: I, enjoyed Woodford. I thought they did a great, a great job.
0: Uh, one thing too that um, that I want to bring out. One thing that I learned about Buffalo Trace. Going back to
1: that is Buffalo Trace. They don't use real buffaloes.
0: No, you're right. There's okay. no buffaloes harmed in the making of this bourbon. Um, but Buffalo Trace is like a $28 bottle of bourbon. And um, Eagle Rare is a $34 bottle of bourbon. And the difference between those two is two years of aging and twenty five feet higher on the it's Rickhouse, crazy, um, and they have two completely different taste mm-hmm. palettes. Right now we're dro- we're enjoying a bottle of Buffalo Trace, but the Eagle Rare more sought after. But it's only twenty five feet higher mm-hmm. in the Rickhouse. It blows my mind just the difference. And it, at Woodford or wherever, wherever you put those uh, those, those barrels, barrels yeah. is going to be a
1: completely different taste. But uh, that no, that that's the amazing thing about uh, bourbon. Yeah. I mean just just placement and climate. Yep. That's basically it. Yeah. I mean it's all the same ingredients in every barrel. And I think it's what you're talking about. Each one of these distilleries, with the exception of Four Roses, they use the same booze, same barrel. Mm-hmm. It's just different placement never than the Rick House.
0: Yeah. Uh all right. So after that one, you guys were able to take the wild turkey tour. Uh I had to go pick up a for my CPAP, so I had to run into Lexington and come out because I forgot it. Um, But tell us about the Wild Turkey Tour. That was at least impressive. Um, But I think
2: as far as Wild Turkey goes, we always assume that's a low-end type tour, mm. but it's not. It, they, they, the facilities were nice. They, they had a huge amount of uh, barrel houses. Um. Which we drove out to, mm. which gave the uh, that dark, you know, on the siding as far mm. as the uh, angel share. the whiskey fungus, the, the, the whiskey fungus. Um, but I think out of all the hostilities we went to, the uh, wild turkey was probably the least desirable. Mm. But still, a great tour nonetheless. Yeah, cool.
1: Um, my whole burden was the tour guy kept saying (laughs) tour. No, but, um, not to try to knock wild Turkey, like wild Turkey actually makes some pretty good uh, products. The wild Turkey, just their base of wild Turkey is actually a decent bourbon. Mm -hmm. Uh, the wild Turkey rare uh, is probably one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Uh, the one Oh one is a great product. Mm -hmm. Um, the nothing like super spectacular, but once again, it goes to the, uh, the one thing I have to say for most of these distilleries is the, the father-son, mm. father-son, son-in-law connections, you know, the family legacy. Yeah. This is their family legacy. It's involved in a recipe that goes in a barrel. And yeah. it's, it's, that's kind of amazing, in my my opinion. Um, but yeah, I agree with Tim that the, as far as the tour after 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 going to Woodford and seeing these like plush grounds, like you, you almost walk into the Masters, you expecting Tiger Woods to walk out next to Phil Mic- Mickelson, right? And all of a sudden, right. you go to Wild Turkey, and it's more this like um, like extremely budget version of Disneyland. Okay, hop <laughs> on the bus. We're going to show you this and that.
2: It's a working man's. Yeah, working man's mm-hmm. distillery, and we can
1: appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, nice, absolutely.
3: I, I will. I think it's probably worth pointing out that at this point, we were kind of becoming distillery tour kind snubs. of connoisseurs/slash so, kind of <laughs> <sword> stops. <snubs. laughs> so we had seen really good, yeah. really good places where, uh, totally aside from the product, we saw very polished um, presenters and tour guides, and um, you know, you could tell they had spent a lot of time. And investing or investments in making the good tour. Absolutely. Whereas this, you know, while Turkey, aside from the product altogether, it seemed like they were more, they had the attitude of this is what we're doing. And yeah. if you like it, great. If you don't, then that's okay too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I do, I did enjoy the the products they had. You mm-hmm. know, when we had our tasting. I thought it was great. Um, and I almost, in hindsight now, I almost appreciate, uh, or I do appreciate the fact that they were just, you know, this is what it is. Yeah. You know, if you love it, great. It's that's not, right. That's okay. That's
1: right.
0: One of the things they recently invested in was the tasting room. Uh, I got there late, but I was able to still see it. And that view out there. Oh, it was gorgeous. While you're tasting mm-hmm. is, is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so they, they, they
2: knocked it out of the park as far as tasting room goes. Yeah. 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 The view mm-hmm. was am- amazing.
0: All right. So um, we left there and went to Claudia Sanders enjoyed some some wonderful dinner there. Mm-hmm. You guys enjoyed that? Absolutely. It was fantastic. Then day 2 uh, started off with Makers Makers Mark, the Makers Mark distillery.
1: Wow. Thoughts? The the grounds were just absolutely gorgeous. Mm. I mean, impeccably manicured lawn, um bushes. I mean, you wouldn't even think that I mean, that doesn't make a good bourbon. You know, the 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 facilities just don't make a good bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's the recipe, it's the aging. But, man, what, what an experience from just a simple tour aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in there to see this product, and um, you're there. You Tim, you probably took more pictures of Maker's Mark than any place, I'd bet.
2: Yeah, I, I think the uh, Maker's Tour knocked it out of the park. I think the um, the customer, us, us being mm-hmm. the customer, the customer experience was amazing to be able to watch her to tag your own bottle to for not much more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To tag your own
1: bottle. Oh, that was that was uh the you can dip your own bottle there. It was
2: yeah, it was the dipping dip. Yeah, your yeah. yeah, yeah. Tag and then dip. Yeah. Yeah. Et cetera for and, and that was
0: the uh, that was the uh knob creek, right? No, we that's Jim Beam. The makers mm-hmm. is, is the, the red dip.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. We had several guys try to dip to dip their yeah. own On on bottle, and that was a a great experience. But yeah, Makers was a great, great facility.
1: Also, I'd like to say if you go to sfpradio at gmail.com and and sign up for the Biggins Bourbon Trail Tour, (laughs) you can also add on Tim Sigmund as your, your tour. Photographer, oh, also, yeah, because he took he some was, beautiful shots. He so really did. You awesome. might do it for a two for one package. And if oh, you uh, yeah. look book now through September, you actually get a 10% discount if you mention mojo.
0: Jonathan Makers, thoughts on that?
1: Uh, Makers, I, I
3: agree, it was, it was a beautiful um plantation, I guess. Mm. Uh, and when, <laughs> interesting, I think, probably good to know is. The first turn that your GPS takes you on is this super dangerous, like one and a quarter (laughs) lane wide... Road this curvy, and if there's someone going the other way, someone's got to get in the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and if there is another way, I guess that the trucks take. Um, and even they advised us on the way back, like, hey, if you don't want to risk your life, you can go the other way, which, go the is, other way. which is cool
1: when
0: Tim is but, in the back skiing, we're late, it, yeah, take a yes. left
1: on the Maker's Mark Road, which ironically is the worst road in Kentucky, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: you're gonna meet your maker on that one. How <laughs> that's, that's what
3: it's for, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as the ground or as far as the, the tour went, I, I thought it was. It was very, very pretty. You could tell they had spent a lot of time to try to make sure um, that the the tour goers had a good time. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe even to the point where it seemed maybe even too pretty. You could Mm. almost get the sense that You know, there's another plant somewhere else where things are really (laughs) Uh, going down. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, But you know, you can tell they're doing stuff there, and they wanted to. They wanted to make it a good experience for us, and and I had a good experience.
1: Okay, I think Makers didn't it. They have the first female. Maybe I can't remember. I think Makers was the first female um, distiller, I believe.
0: Maybe I I don't Uh, remember that, but could be.
1: You're supposed to know these things.
0: Okay. Uh, I got an an eight point five now on Biggin's Bourbon Tour, for lack of That's knowledge. That's
1: eight point seven five.
0: <laughs> then the next one we did uh, that night was Jim Beam. Um, that was the yeah you're remembering now, Tim. What are you guys' thoughts on Jim Beam? I, at first, I was like, oh man, this is going to be awful when I when I first went on the tour, but blows expectations out of the water. I believe
3: I was pleasantly surprised with Jim Beam. Yeah, I, I had the same sort of. Um, you know premeditated thoughts about Jim Beam and what they were. Um, I was really, really impressed with yes. with, you know, from start to finish, the the fact that we were able to, as Tim mentioned earlier, they gave us the opportunity to uh they also make knob creek. And so they gave you the opportunity to do a single barrel and you were able to um get it engraved and you're able to um put your head on some label thing, which was a special to our tour, which mm. I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah.
2: No, I, I agree. The, uh, it was a great distillery and you got the customer experience. That was first class.
1: Well, the experience was totally different than what I imagined. Mm. I mean, cause in fact you made a comment on the way there. Oh, we could go to Willet. And I was like, "Yeah, let's go to Will." I, in my mind, I was like, "Jim Beam's going to be a crap hole." Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I, especially after seeing Wild Turkey, sure, I just expected. I had my my expectations even lowered. The the benchmark was extremely low. I mean, for for, for Jim Beam, um, it would be like comparable going to Walmart and getting like doctor checks. Versus Coca Cola, I mean, right. you're you're expecting sure. just a crap brand, um, but man, what a great job they did! Mm. I mean, the facilities once again, I, I I equate everything to facilities. A lot of the facilities, the facilities were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Man, they had the tour lined out. I mean, yeah. they had um, the tour director was very passionate about the product he represented. Um, the tasting room, we got an an an, uh, an option to taste like you know, 15 different varieties accordingly. I mean, uh, you only got to choose four right, or three, I think, but or, no, I'm sorry, two. Three. Okay. You got to choose three. So um, he
0: gave you two and you got
1: to pick one. Okay. So, um, you know, you had, you got to choose something, but you had such a unique variety to choose from. And like I said, the passion of, of the, of the guy, very well laid out. Mm. I mean, I thought it was going to be very mechanical very aseptic, very um, industrial. But no, it was in for them to have that quality of a tour and they produce a barrel of bourbon every 98 seconds. Yeah. That's a lot of bourbon. That's a ton. It's a lot of booze. Yeah. So for them to produce that much and to have something they actually still care about the tour, the tourist side of it. Um, very unique. Yeah. Very, um, very great. And also like uh, Jonathan talked about and also Tim talked about with just to have the opportunity to take a single barrel of booze, them turn it over, and you get to have them bottle your own one of a kind bottle of bourbon. Mm-hmm. And, with it, with, with your fingerprint, yeah, with your thumb, fingerprint, thumbprint, yeah, forehead print, eyeball print, whatever <laughs> on the top of the bottle, just something unique. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I got two bottles. Uh, I didn't buy any bourbon the whole trip. Um, I bought two bottles at this place because I, I, I was, I had a special moment, and I was like, you know, I need to do this. I bought two bottles for my both of my girls. Um, I want to open these bottles on uh, at, at the night of their wedding, mm-hmm. I want to open these bottles and, and split these bottles with my girls and, um, whoever they, whomever they marry, um, God rest their soul. But, I, <laughs> I, but just to have something that I, I put some thought into for, yeah. you know, 35 years or 40 years in the, in the future, whenever they decide to get married, when I'm <laughs> almost dead. Right. So, um, just that unique opportunity to have that. I mean, something, mm-hmm. I'm, everyone bought their bottle and had different reasonings for buying that bottle. Some, like I think, Jonathan, you bought yours for your wedding, right?
3: Uh, or yeah, Bachelor just Party, had something or something. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, and I think Ashton did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we all pulled our money together and bought you a bottle just yeah. for appreciation. Yeah, thank you. Um, Tim, did you buy a bottle? I did. And Tim bought a bottle because he, he loved me. So I mean, there's, there's <laughs> all, everybody had their own personal reasonings. And yeah. that's something kind of cool about that unique souvenir. Sure. It's not like you're going to buy in a, a cap or a, you a know, bottle opener or yeah. whatever. You bought something that was unique to that experience. And from now on, I'll look at that bottle, and I'll remember that moment when I decided to buy that bottle. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like the yeah. moment you decide to give your life to Jesus. You'll know that exact <laughs> moment. Yeah. You'll know your reasoning behind it. Yeah. You'll know the exact thought just like that that moment with that bottle I I know the reason why and the intent behind mm. it yeah awesome
3: that tour in particular too it, it wasn't so our, the guide we have I don't, I don't remember his name but um he wasn't he wasn't selling the product or anything like that mm. he wasn't over yeah. you know, he was a retired military guy you know you could tell like this is just what he does um what <laughs> ironically I, he told us his favorite drink
1: was Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, and he was just a cool guy, and yeah. you know, it was it really wasn't him. Whereas I think other places that might have had a bigger effect, um, it was really more of him just giving us information in a real, raw, you know, on without without pumping it up or anything like that, which yeah. I really enjoyed. And he Absolutely. was also one of the first guys who um, he he kind of broke down in percentages the angel share, and mm. so how the first year. There's 14 you lose about 15% okay. of the of what you put in there to the angel share, and then every year after that was another four or five percent. And All so right. to me, just kind of thinking about the numbers, it started to make more sense okay. as to why a bourbon that's aged, you know, seven or ten or twelve years mm-hmm. is really worth that much more mm-hmm. as opposed to just a brand name or paying for, you know, with clothes, yeah. you're paying for the brand name. I mean, truly, they're losing and they put fifty-three gallons in and they may take 15 gallons out Mm -hmm. and then he also mentioned they still have to pay taxes on that whole the whole 53 53, yeah yeah. so there's a ton of money there that's just Going to nowhere, you know, we're well, going to government, I guess. But,
1: um, and so that I guess I should was call an the angel share, the tax portion. <laughs> yeah, that's the government share.
0: <laughs> and, and Jim Beam, I mean, you have the Jim Beam products, as you, you mentioned before, the the double oak and the Jim Beam and, and whatnot, but they also kick out Baker's Seven and Booker's, mm-hmm. which Booker's is probably one of my favorite. Off the shelf bourbons,
1: yeah, they do a good job. And they,
0: of that one's that a really good bourbon. It's seventy bucks.
1: And the Jim Beam Peach. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> they do make the the flavors. And actually, the flavor, yeah, um, the flavors actually smell wonderful. We weren't able to try those, and I'm too frugal to belly up another, you know, money for that. Sure. <laughs> but no, they smelled wonderful. They actually smell what they intended. You know, they don't yeah. smell that that kind of like um, that fake medicinal, mm-hmm. like you know. Luden's Cherry cough syrup flavors which that's my still my favorite cough syrup and it doesn't help but it's still you know that kind of that kind of smell yeah
0: yeah, um, so that wrapped up our night, and then the next one we did, the very last one, was four roses going out. Of but hold town. on, we
1: went to Churchill Downs. Oh,
0: we did. We're going to talk about Churchill.
1: I think so. Let's, man. Do it. It. Let's, Let's talk about awesome. Churchill. So Churchill Downs is the historic um, horse racing track there in um, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. And um, you said it
0: right. Good job, Louisville.
1: Louisville. It's like
0: you have marbles in your mouth. <laughs> yeah.
1: Louisville. So um, anyway, so we went to Churchill Downs, and you know we got there um, a little bit later than what I think we thought we were yeah we're about an hour late <laughs> but it's alright but we still we still got to participate in three races mm-hmm. and you know that's that that stadium is huge huge I mean it is it is ginormous I mean I don't know how many people it holds huge but, holy crap there you yeah. can fit a few people in there, sure, and um you know we we got to bet you know we got to watch three races and bet on them. It was mm-hmm. just a unique experience, people watching to horse you know watching beautiful horses run races um it's just a unique experience, yeah, so once again, uh, Biggins bigginsburg trail uh
0: there's so much history, obviously that's you know, and i I mentioned to to Tim and Chris, who's not here, it's like next time we watch the Derby. It's a completely different perspective of of watching it. Oh, yeah. I remember sitting in those seats that now cost $10,000. Yeah. Um, You know, it was was a good experience to have. And by far, and we didn't get to try it, we will. Here we we go, 2020. The best hot brown at the Derby Cafe, hands down, that I've ever had in my life. We'll try it next time.
1: It comes from there.
0: It comes from the drill. Yeah. Hmm. it is phenomenal. But, um, uh, yeah, it was a good Man. experience. I didn't bet. Not, any, yeah. But we you guys we enjoyed
1: that. I think, uh, I think all of us did. I mean, I, I, for our own di- different reasons, but it's just, it was kind of cool.
0: I texted my wife, Holy crap, Brandon just won $12,000. <laughs> and She said, really? <laughs> I'm like, no,
1: <laughs> take, take a take a few thousand, off of that, you know? <laughs> 10, few tens of thousands.
0: Sure. Um, all right. So then the last one we did was four roses. Mm-hmm. Um, Totally different um, grounds there. It's more of like a Spanish architecture yeah. there. Totally different than all the other ones. Um,
1: it was like, do you remember the old Mexican-American chain called Don Pablo's? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty spot on. I right remember friend. it kind of reminded me of Don Pablo's. Yeah. Or, no, I got you. So the other defunct Tex-American mm-hmm. Mex chains, you know, and, um, yeah, it was it was definitely a little different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on Four Roses? Well, they
2: were closed for the most part as far as this, the distillery yeah. portion. Right. And one thing I learned is that um, so many of these distilleries close down and cease production during the summer months because it's so hot. Yeah. And so they, they send their staff on vacations, et cetera. But that was interesting to know. But it seems like Buffalo Trace... Never did mention that, yeah, i, don't I think, think realized, i I did. think Buffalo Trace was up and running you know uh three hundred sixty five days a year, <laughs> but from what it seems like with four Roses, they were shut down for a period of time yeah. in the summer months, which was the case when we were there.
0: Yeah, they were closed for maintenance and repairs, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do like all all your distilleries will close during the summer. It's just too hot to run because those fermenters are just so hot. You can't um, you can't really uh, have people in there and do your tours and things like that. So they kind of shut down at that time for that.
3: Yeah, with Four Roses, I, I thought it was. Uh, that was the first tour that actually had like an earpiece where she was right. talking into a microphone that and was you just of, had, which yeah. Which the so, only tour
1: that we didn't need that, you know. Right, because well, right, yeah. like 15 of us.
3: But <laughs> that was my, I thought, like, I wish all the other tours had that because yeah. a lot of times if you weren't angled the right way, which, you know, where his mouth was going, you heard half the sentence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. But it was a much smaller operation, it seemed like, and we we kind of just, I think we saw just just the fringe, you know, because they went yeah. up and running. So
1: yeah. This is not a knock on their product, but in a world of these great times of touring, you know that where touring, (laughs) where these distilleries are putting money into the guest level experience, Four Roses was the Taco Bell (laughs) of theme parks. Ouch! So yeah, I mean, it was just. I I had no expectations walking in, so they didn't let me down. But they didn't exceed anything either. I mean, sure. it was. Don't get me wrong, their product I think is very unique because they have they're the only distiller that actually uses what ten recipes, ten different. Yeah, ma- that's 10 right. Mash builds yeah. or whatever. So, um, very unique um, with how they how they make their product. So, so I think that was probably the most unique and saving grace of Four Roses was just that the they had. They took a different approach to to making bourbon versus the other ones.
0: Yeah. um, Buffalo Trace, I think they said they had two mash bills, and that's it. Um, Most of them had one. Yeah, and these guys had 10. I think they're trying too hard.
1: (laughs) That was my thought. But they take take the 10, and they, they blend them. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll take uh, recipe one and seven, and Mm -hmm. that makes our small batch, or one and eight, and that makes our—or one, eight, and seven, four makes our regular drinking bourbon. I mean, just—it was kind of unique. Yeah, it it does have a different—a
3: whole different structure, like foundation almost of, instead of taking this tried and true, because Mm -hmm. we have these 10 mash bills, we can always mix them. And you might not see this again for another three years Yeah, when we mixed one and seven.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: But, yeah, as far as the tour itself went, I was—
1: you know, you can just tell. They Especially were. the tour guide's like, hey, look at this picture. This is what we do. We put <laughs> corn and water together. And that's how we, all right, let's walk over to picture number two. Picture right. number two shows yeah. uh, yeast. And walk over to picture number three. Three shows a cat making uh, hand puppets in the Yeah, I mean, you're like, what <laughs> the hell's going on here? One thing that, a uh, little secret that I was led on to is
0: once you go through the tasting mm-hmm. room, if you if you tell the lady, like, hey, uh, what else you got back there? After mm. everybody leaves, you say, hey, I, I heard you can get a little something, something extra. And
1: <laughs> what if she gets the wrong idea? She might, yeah, yeah, just
0: make sure you say behind the, well, that, By, behind the yeah. counter didn't help <laughs> any. But if, if you say, hey, I heard that you can get some special stuff, hey, you really got to phrase this correctly at right. some point.
1: But Actually, all you got to say is hashtag uh, life is short, let's have fun. <laughs> and they actually will. Bring out a secret ops.
0: <laughs> well, they did bring out a, a special bottle for us, just a little taste of of one that's hard to get. It was a private select, mm-hmm. um, and we were able to get and taste that one. So that one, actually, I liked a whole lot better than anything else they had.
1: Yeah. So, that, But, you know, uh, the time that Tim actually, for his retirement bottle of bourbon, uh, mm-hmm. he graciously shared with us at uh, DCBC, our downtown Cabarrus, our downtown cigar bourbon club, Um it was really good, The four, mm-hmm. just a regular Four Roses. Yeah. And I was very impressed with that because, yeah. a, to my knowledge at the time, I thought Four Roses was bottom of the barrel, you know, kind of like a slug whiskey or rock mm. gut. So um, I was very impressed with that. Yeah. So um, I wanted
0: to get Chris's and Ashton's thoughts as well. I asked them to uh, arrange their... The order of which they did it, and Chris is uh, again the, the owner of Red Hill uh, Brewery here in Concord. His order was Buffalo Trace number one. I think we most of us can agree with that I, one. I agree. Um, Jim Beam was number two. Town Branch for him was number three. Again, he's the he's the brewmaster. He's the the brewery guy. So Town Branch obviously with the brewery means a lot to him. Uh, Woodford Reserve was number four. Maker's Mark. Uh, Number five, Wild Turkey was number six. And for Roses was number seven. For Ashton, again, the first two, Buffalo Trace and Jim Beam, one and two. For Ashton, number three was Maker's Mark. Number four, Woodford Reserve. Number five, Town Branch. Number six, Wild Turkey. And number seven was for Roses. Hmm. Um, Do you guys kind of agree, disagree?
1: I'll, I'll agree with six and seven. Yep. Wild well, Turkey, Four um, of Roses at the bottom. I would place Alltech a little higher. Okay. Um, probably it'd probably Buffalo Trace, Alltech, or Town Branch, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, Jim Beam. Jim Beam, and then uh, would Yeah, yeah And then as probably, probably. Well. Uh, probably makers, probably Maker, Woodford. Probably makers and then
0: Woodford. I would say. Yeah, I think that's that's fair for me. Well,
3: for me, uh, I'm I'm well Buffalo Trace at the top. Okay. Um. And it, it could have been having the hard hat tour, mm-hmm. but I I don't think, I don't think so. I, I really like, I like the place. You can tell it's been there forever and you can tell yeah. they'd have it dialed in. For me, second actually would be Woodford Reserve. Okay. Um. Even though it was a little bit uppity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they still had the old barrel tracks that they were using. They would still mm-hmm. roll the barrels down. You know, they had yeah. a lot of in the old limestone rickhouses. So it was really cool. Yeah. I had, a, I had oh. a good experience there. Um. And then behind that, then I would put... um. Jim Beam, and then uh, all, all Tech, tech, town, all tech, branch, tech yeah. town Branch, yeah. And then from there, the last three are, you know, they were all kind of...
1: Well, I think similar. we probably can all agree Four Roses was definitely, definitely last.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, which surprised me. When I when I went, that was the first one that I went on, and I was like, oh, this is a cool tour. But again, you, you know, your first one, you're going through the process. It was also up and running, so that was a little bit different.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think, I, I, I don't think... <laughs> the The guest experience was set so high. Like mm. if, we, if we were going to Four Four Roses that first day, we'd probably like, hey, you know, this ain't bad. Mm. But the the bar was set so high as far sure. as um, information to the grounds, yeah. to the experience. I think Four Roses had a long ways to come up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, just the just the sheer grounds alone. I hate, I, I keep saying this, but you know, yeah. as, as, a rest, oh, yeah. as a restaurant, a former restaurateur, as soon as you walk in the door, the parking lot, you know, that's the experience. Yeah. You, you sure. know, to prepare that if you got a crackhead laying out with a pack of menthol, <laughs> you may not want to eat there, you know? So, um, not saying they had a crackhead out there, but, right. um, you know, like the, the grass hadn't even been cut in a while, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, type, yeah. just type things. I mean, that's not taken away from the product. I'm just saying that, you know, mm-hmm. they had some hurdles to go through. Sure. Yeah.
3: In Four Roads of Defense, uh, even though everything was shut down, so we kind of saw the outside tour and they sort of, you know, there was a fountain. They said, hey, you can go take pictures over there, which mm-hmm. I, I was like, you know, a little confusing. <laughs> right. But uh, the the whole thing and knowing to ask them if you have something special. And the lady that we had was great. Yeah. She was Doing her thing, you could tell she was, you know, she was really trying to do what she could with what she had. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that experience of being able to sort of let everybody leave and then taste that, to me, that kind of brought it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just no to doubt. throw four rows in the dirt or anything. Right. I agree. I think our, our expectations were so high at yeah. that point. Because we sure. had taken different things that we liked from different places mm-hmm. and put them all into this this perfect tour at that point. And then we showed up there and it, it was none of those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah I, I think that last part brought it home. It cool. is a cool thing to know you can get a little something special
0: yeah all right what um we'll wrap this up. What are some of your favorite or your favorite memory that we can say on the show um <laughs> that you're that you're gonna take back with you and say this was this was super special all right
3: be first be first on the spot um well, <laughs> I thought Churchill downs was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and that's just the only reason that's an outlier is because it wasn't a distillery. <laughs> uh, and that was my first time at a, a horse track. And so, you know, I knew nothing. And so I'm asking the guy like, Hey, if you were going to bet, what would you bet on? You know? <laughs> and then by race three, I'm a professional, you know, sure. I, I got, oh, yeah, that's so, how i take $2 on the, okay. I'll take 30 cents on
1: <laughs> horse, horse three. <laughs> I, bet the, yeah. right here. I bet the exacto. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. What is the exacto? I still not know. So that, that was cool. Um, and, a favorite i thought so the house we one of the houses we stayed at yeah. um we first pulled up it almost seemed and we made the comment of it almost seemed like kind of like a maybe a red flag sort of sketchy neighborhood and we were oh, kind of sure. had our heads on the swivel you know when we mm. first got there and by the time we left you know we're walking down the sidewalk waving to people like what's up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that say, i yeah. tony yeah <laughs> i know this has nothing to do with bourbon or anything but I, With you guys being there, um, I truly, I fell in love with the place that we were at. I thought it was, I don't know, it was just a really good time. And it's hard to pick one thing, but uh, truly for me, the fellowship and just spending time with you guys and how much we laughed and joked and just, it was really good. I really appreciate it.
2: Nice. Um, I think the overall fellowship, it's not about the bourbon trail. mm. Uh, To some degree it is, but it's the fellowship, the great... Synergy with the guys mm. six of us and uh, again I've said this before you knocked it out of the park with this trip uh, but the fellowship the right the the right mix of guys and we we knew what the expectations were it wasn't it wasn't a drink fast yeah it was uh just camaraderie the fellowship enjoying bourbon learning about bourbon so that that was my takeaway
0: cool. Uh, just a couple more from, uh, Chris is, was, uh, walking, (laughs) walking into Buffalo Trace for the first time, getting a bottle of Weller 107 as a gift. (laughs) Some of these I'm not allowed to read, uh, barrel tasting at, uh, Jim Beam, um, uh, the mint julep at Churchill Downs and bro time with the best people in the world. Uh, Ashton brings in hand dipping the Maker's Mark bottle and personalizing the Jim Beam bottle, were his favorites, and of course, hanging out. Mojo. All
1: right, um, I think uh, kind of take a little bit from everybody. Um, you take si- you take six guys. Each guys come from different backgrounds, different life experiences, different personalities, different. Current walks and trajectories in life—it's—it's it's a hard thing to mix that people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because in a general setting, like honestly, none of us would hang out. We mm. all run in different crowds. Tim, Tim's a cyclist. You know, ex in the banking community. Jonathan's, you know, in construction, college boy. Look, he dresses like a frat kid. <laughs> <laughs> Still, you know, he's he's getting married. I mean, you have me, who's 42 years old, who. Looks like I need to probably be locked up in jail for you know doing seven to ten for future killings or something. So in J two, who's just the sweetest guy in the world, we you have so many different mixes, and all of a sudden we come together and we actually vibed. So
2: from from fifty seven years old, which is what I am. mm -hmm. Uh, to, I think we had a 28-year-old.
1: Yeah, Ashton's 28. Yeah, Ashton, 28 to 57. We have a span there, you know, uh, almost 30 years. So, you, but just the personalities alone, you could have people all together, but you take that many different personalities and mix them together. And I admit, I've told these guys I apologize if my personality offended because I know – you get passionate and I'm very passionate about things and I, I I have to apologize to people sometimes because uh, if you ever come across a subject, you feel passionate about you, you, you develop into that. You,
2: well, yeah. I, oh, I think on the front porch that one evening I need to do the massive <laughs> apology. <laughs> and I and I do apologize about that, but keep going. You
1: you <laughs> Yeah, Tim you, Tim, you you have you're you, fine. You, you in this group right here you never have to apologize. But my favorite part, now I just want to kinda of give I love to give a little bit of pretext. Mm-hmm. Um my favorite part was that front porch mm-hmm. because um, you know, you had some concerns before we even got there. You voiced to me that Maybe you accidentally booked the wrong place for the Airbnb because uh, this house seemed to be in a um, potentially up-and-coming neighborhood, mm-hmm. but it was still in the kind of the outskirts of the sketchy area. Yeah. Okay. So you had some concern, and when we pulled up, it was a unique experience. <laughs> sure. I mean, you had you had um, this house, which the 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 homeowner, the Airbnb host. Did a spectacular job of upfitting. Sure, yeah. Um, for what she had, I mean, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Like I would stay there again, and i yeah. you know, not think twice about it. But we have we're down in this downtown urban area, which has a lot of uh, converted older homes, which are now multifamily homes. You mm-hmm. know, you had boarding houses, or you've had houses or property that, you know, we probably had a antebellum style home on it that had now been bulldozed and now had like maybe a six unit apartment complex on mm-hmm. it so there was a lot of residents in this area mm-hmm. so um, but we we found this unique window this unique um, opportunity to sit on the front porch which no one does anymore mm-hmm. um, and just view the neighborhood I mean, and this was the most unique neighborhood I've ever seen in my life. Yes, it was I mean, incredible. From, from the from ladies of ill repute to uh, a rooster. Yeah, I don't know how a rooster comes into play. A rooster of ill repute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rooster of the night. But no, it was just the most unique experience. But besides mm. that, just sitting out there and drinking and having a cocktail. And I'm not talking about drinking like to get hammered, but just sitting there. We, we sat in the morning. I mean, I think in the mornings we sat out there. One time me and Tim sat out there with Chris for three hours and drank mm-hmm. coffee.
2: Yeah, I think we got out there at like 5.30 <laughs> it was
1: Something ridiculous. Yeah. And we all got we out there. We
2: coffee, and it was fellowship. Yeah. And it was one of the best experiences I've had in a long yeah, time.
1: Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. you and I sat out there for an hour without even – looking at each other because Tim Tim hates me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But we sat out there and just, I mean, in just peace and solitude. It was, it was a nice break. And I think that's my favorite part of this whole trip was just sitting out there, getting to know different guys that, you know, like Jonathan, I, Jonathan and I go to church. All of us go to church together. Um, but just ha- not having opportunity to go, hey Jonathan, how you doing? Would you like to go out and hang out for a minute? Because that's what I want to seem like—that that weirdo who yeah. <laughs> wants to lure you in and then bury you under the floorboards. Sure. I mean, you just you don't want to be that weirdo. So you, this is a unique opportunity for all us to bond together. And mm-hmm. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, buddy. I mean, I appreciate you. I love yeah. you for putting this together. Um, I love the opportunity that we got to hang, mm. and um, you're, you had mad driving skills. I I, I didn't think you I had mean, it in you. Super
3: to, smooth. Yeah.
1: The old the old uh, bourbon force one. <laughs> yeah. <full> yeah. <laughs> first.
2: You can do it. Yeah. I, I walked up to J- I live across the street from JT uh, diagonally, and I walked up and with my suitcase to hop on board, and I walked up to the to the vessel. <laughs> And it's like this is like a six passenger Yukon XL XL Mega (laughs) van, and it's like I I looked at his wife Jess. I said, "Can I say can I drop the f bomb (laughs) this early in the morning?" Because I was going like, "Holy!" And I didn't say it, but it's like, "Holy smokes, are we traveling this?" Yeah. Vehicle. Yep. yep. She said, "Indeed, you are.
1: Yeah, indeed,
2: indeed, <laughs> indeed." And and you, you, great job. Thank you.
0: Uh, I and I and I said this on the trip. My, I love bourbon, and it's it's fantastic. But the number one thing for me is just the fellowship and the hanging out. Yeah. And we, I mean, the the laughs and the memories that we're going to take from that trip, um, it'll it'll never. I, I hope they never fade? I don't think so. You know, I hope that on my deathbed, you come up to me and say, life is short. Let's have fun. <laughs>
1: uh, absolutely. You know, I will. I'll whisper it in your ear hole. Uh, sure. But, well, all I know is I, I'd like to announce our 2021 tour, which is Biggins Irish Whiskey Tour. Oh, he will be okay. planning that one soon. I'm
0: legitimately, I will take you up on 2021. Um, we'll do it. We'll do it on 2021.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to place any bets on that, but cause you'll be busy doing Biggins Bourbon Tour for for all our, our listeners,
0: I'll let I'll let Tim run that one home. Uh,
1: all right. Well, <laughs> he said no.
0: It'll be a
2: sign you're, trip. You're getting ready to be a busy guy. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling.
0: <laughs> all right, so that's our show. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, if you have any questions, uh, shoot us an email at sfpradio at gmail
1: Thanks for listening. As always, you can find us on our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can find us on our website at southernfryphilosophy dot com. Go to our Twitters and Instagram, which I never use because I really don't understand them. At SFP Radio, um, you can also find us on any of your favorite podcast players: Buzzsprout, uh, iHeartRadio, Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. I uh, just go there, put in Southern Fried Philosophy. Actually, you probably can go to Alexa and go, "Hey Alexa," yeah, which I'm can. tripping out all the Alexa devices right now. Sure. Uh, hey Alexa, play Southern Fried Philosophy, and there, there you go. So just go to those, subscribe, give us a review, a like. Um, Also, in honor of my um, heart donor, I told my um, donor's mother that I would uh, promote uh, life or organ awareness, um, organ donation. So make sure if you haven't, when next time you go to the DMV, uh, just fill out your organ donation or organ donation card. Uh, Check in with your local organ donation um, chapters, and just remember the hashtag #DonateLife.
0: Um, again, I want to say thank you guys for, for showing up. You can also hear us at um, States Vegas Radio, uh, 6 o'clock on Friday and 6 o'clock on Monday, 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock on Friday. You can check us out there. And um, as always, keep looking up. Hashtag life is short. Let's have fun. Thanks again for tuning in. This is the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast.